the biggest killer of working with the moon like this to manifest is self-doubt. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to shine as your brightest self and create your dream life. We all have a light within and the power to create a life we love. Every Sunday, we'll share thoughtful conversations exploring how we can build a better future for ourselves and our world. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today, we are talking all about manifesting with the moon, the power we have to create our desired reality and how to use the moon as a tool to amplify that. So with us today is Yasmin Boland. Yasmin is an astrologer, a moonologer, and a best-selling Hay House author. For the past two decades, she's been mixing astrology with the divine feminine, the law of attraction, meditation, sacred, accessible moon teachings, chakras, chants, angels, and more. So here's our conversation with Yasmin Boland. Hello, Yasmin. Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Aileen. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. So before we get into all of the moon, I want to know a little bit about your backstory. I guess, what drew you to astrology and studying, working with the moon? Okay. So I uh, started my career as a journalist, mainly because I love writing. And along the way, I met an astrologer and she ended up giving me about two crates of astrology books. I was like, just read those. I'm like, okay. So I just started reading them. And she, about about a month after I'd started reading them, I was and I was really interested in them, um, she showed me how to read a chart. And I just got obsessed, basically, is all I can say. Um, it literally just took over my life because literally I was a journalist, I was a TV producer, I was very happy with my career, I actually loved my career, I still love my career even more now, but I didn't think, oh, I need to change or anything like that, although journalism was kind of going a little bit shady. Um, and it just took over my life, is the long and the short of it. <laughs> right. And how long... What were you studying it before you became an astrologer? Because you were still doing journalism, right? Yes. So I I sort of studied it for probably about two years. But I mean, I really studied it. I mean, I know you do astrology because I've been, you know, a little bit. I yeah. also got like I got interested and I just read all these books and it just yeah. it's a rabbit hole. So what happened to me was I, I really did become obsessed and I was doing mm. like six hours a day of studying wow. and reading and researching and charts and all this. And uh, to, to actually what happened was that one day I, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who was a very sensible Capricorn, as the Capricorns tend to be, and I said, look, this has just got ridiculous. Like I'm just all I'm doing is astrology and I'm a freelance journalist or freelance writer. I'm, I haven't, I'm not even writing any articles because I'm just doing this all the time. So we mm -hmm. took all my astrology books, we put them into two milk crates. I don't know if you have those crates in America, yeah. but those are sort of yeah. big square boxes. We took them downstairs to the garage and we came back up and said, okay, we'll have a cup of tea, you know, just as well that crazy chapter of my life is over. And literally about half an hour later, my flatmate of the time came home, came up the stairs, 
brought the boxes of astrology <laughs> books in the, and plunked them down in the middle of the living room and said, I think these are yours. What are they doing in the <laughs> garage? And I was like, yeah. okay, universe, I can take the hint. Yeah. And uh, at that point I just went, you know what, and I just threw myself into it and mm-hmm. eventually, so I studied it for really hard for about two years and at one point I got offered a column and the astrologer that had actually taught me a lot said, you're not ready. So I was like, oh, okay. So I sort of kept going. and But then I started slowly over the next couple of years to put out feelers. And I just kept telling everyone, I want to write astrology. I want to write astrology. And that's basically what happened. And it all kind of went mm-hmm. from there. I'm curious, what is your moon sign or what are, what are your top three? <laughs> okay. So my three. moon sign is Capricorn. And in fact, the moon is conjunct my moon as we speak. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I'm a Cancerian, a moon child, I like Mm. to say. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's start with that because I think a lot of people know their basics. They know their sun sign, their moon sign, their rising. So in the chart, what does the moon represent? Okay. So in the chart, the moon represents your emotions. You could say it's what feeds you and it's what you need. What is your moon sign? Mine is Sagittarius. Because I just did your chart based oh, on the information did. I found on the internet. But oh, of course, because I don't yeah. have your time of birth, I, oh, don't I can give it moon. to you later. Um, yes. yes, I'm a Libra sun, a Sagittarius moon, Gemini rising. Yes. And my moon, I love to learn new things. I love to travel, explore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So not to correct you, but Mm, it's not just what you love. With your Mm. moon, it's what you need. So Ah. you need to travel. It feeds you to travel. You know, study will feed you. It's it's really like what it's what you need. The moon is femininity and the Mm. breasts. And if you think of breastfeeding, it's the you know it's the thing that sustains the baby when it's first born. Like the moon is what sustains us emotionally. I see. So how does a Capricorn moon tie into you going so obsessive into? you know studying astrology okay well that's a great question and because you understand astrology you'll really understand this answer so my Capricorn moon is conjunct my MC which is the career Um, line we all have an mm -hmm. MC and an IC and my MC Mm -hmm. is in Capricorn and my Mm -hmm. moon is bang on my MC so actually when I came up with the word moonology just one afternoon in Sydney Australia um I didn't really, uh, you know, think about my chart. I just thought, oh, moonology, that's that would be a great thing because I am I was very interested in the moon from the start. And then, of course, I thought, well, hang on a minute, I've got my moon conjunct my MC. Of course yeah. I'm going to be into moonology. So, yeah, yeah so that's, that, that's, that's what your public persona is. But would you say it's, re- it's also related to your purpose? Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I would say purpose is always going to be more the nodes. The um, north node. But as it happens, my uh, north node is in Capricorn. Okay, so it's all in that general area. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the moon. Explain to us what is the power of the moon and what can the moon teach us? 
Okay. So I guess the first thing to say is that women have worked with the moon literally for millennia, like thousands of years. Uh, and, and men and women have worked with the moon. Um, I mean, we know, for example, that uh, 15,000 years ago, people were working with the moon because in France there are beautiful cave paintings of the lunar cycle. And uh, the chances were that they were working out where the new moon was and the full moon was because they could see better at night. Uh, so it was probably quite practical because obviously 15,000 years ago you had to be pretty much in touch with all the seasons and, and so on. But, you know, we've been looking at the moon like that for a long, long time. Uh, but, you know, over the years, those 15,000 years, um, people have started to work with the moon and it became something that was very sacred and very ancient and it became something very, very feminine. So in astrology and moonology, uh, the sun is very masculine and the moon is very feminine. So even though I always say pretty much two of my very favourite people in the world are my husband and my son and they are both men, obviously, um, so I'm not anti-men in any way, shape or form, but the moon does have a feminine aspect to her. And uh, so women have traditionally worked with the moon for thousands and thousands of years. And women have the power to create. Now, we know that because we give birth. So, you know, we know that women are very creative. Um, and uh, also we have the power to create our reality. And there was a point, you know, this, this working with the moon, in, in astrology, the men traditionally worked with planets. Now, I'm not, I don't want to be sort of gender specific, you know, obviously there may well have been some, you know, people who identified as men who, but, but were in touch with their feminine side and who worked right. with the moon and so on. And, but generally speaking, if you look at the names on all the books of all the, the famous astrology books through the ages up until about 50 years ago, they were all men. And uh, the women were at home doing their own thing with the moon and Venus and, you know, making their potions and doing their tinctures and all this. And it all kind of went like this and women developed their healing powers. And then about 500 years ago, uh, just as sort of, for one thing, medical information was starting to grow and the, the, the male, the patriarchy was getting more and more interested in medicine, uh, the patriarchy was going stronger. Uh, it became illegal to do things like work with the moon. And, you know, we had the Salem witch trials in America where you are and we had witch hunts uh, across Europe and right. there's no there's not really any information about um how many uh women were killed right. but it, it estimates run between thousands and millions which i know sounds like a lot but there really are estimates that run from thousands to millions and so all this information bang went underground and that was it nobody wanted to work with the moon anymore nobody wanted to, to do the magic anymore because you could get killed for it right. so whereas in the past especially because it was a feminine thing um you know the information would tend to be passed down from mother to daughter to mother to, to daughter we stopped telling our daughters because we didn't want them to get right it was a hanged or burned or you know drowned and, can and you touch so on Maybe I'm not that great at knowing the history of that time, but I don't even understand why that was happening. What was the shift 
and the reason well, that yeah yeah that's kind of the million dollar question isn't it because <laughs> you know why would men not want women to be in touch with their magical Were powers they becoming more hmm, powerful I wonder. yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, we can only surmise that they weren't comfortable with women mm-hmm. uh, being that powerful and being right. in touch with their ability to mm-hmm. bend reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. Like, again, like I said, I've been kind of stalking you a little bit because I knew I was coming <laughs> on here. And, uh, you know, I was seeing that you were saying about, you know, really what you need to do, create rea- your own reality is decide what you want and go for it. And mm-hmm. that's what women kind of have always known. Mm-hmm. And we've had the power to sort of command things. And, and you know, like we got called witches for doing this. And um, funnily enough, actually the word witch in Old English, according to the legendary uh American witch Starhawk, who, if you don't know Starhawk's work, look her up. She's amazing. Um, it, it, it actually comes from a word that means to bend, and it's because women know how to bend reality. And so, basically, as it turns out, the lunar cycle, which is a monthly cycle, so in fact, the word month comes from the word moons, moon, moons, month. You can use the lunar cycle as a framework for your creating reality. Right. And you're talking about manifesting with the moon and the different moon phases, right? Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Break that down for people who've never heard of this concept before. Okay. So most people know the full moon, Mm -hmm. okay? Like even when we're little isn't it? It's like, oh, mummy, look, it's the moon, you know, and the full moon, and we know that the moon is there. So what happens is over the course of a month, the moon goes from new to full and back again. So when the moon is new, actually you can't see the moon and uh, she disappears. And the moon represents the goddess and the feminine. So she disappears and then she slightly becomes visible a few days later at the crescent moon and then she gets bigger and she gets to the half moon, the quarter moon it's actually called, but she looks like a half moon, and then she moves to the full moon. And, you know, obviously it's the interplay of the light of the sun on the moon and at full moon the moon is perfectly round. And then after that, which we just had the full moon, after that, the moon becomes smaller again and just loses a bit of her roundness every night until she gets back to the new moon when you actually can't see the moon. And that cycle with the ancients, you know, thousands of years ago, it was seen as sacred and magical because you get the moon disappearing and then she's reborn and then she gets bigger and then she has this massive sort of moment of being full and then she starts to get smaller again. And it was seen akin to the cycle of life and death and rebirth, you know. It's like Mm -hmm. she disappears and then she returns. And, you know, working with the moon become like especially I think in 2022, more and more people are realizing about manifesting and about creating their dream life. Like you talk about create your dream life, 
or, you know, live your beautiful, perfect life. You are the artist of your life and all that. A lot of people know that and a lot of people are starting to suspect that. And I think that um, especially with what's happened in the last couple of years with the pandemic and then like the post-pandemic period we're now moving into and we've had this thing called the big quit or the big resignation where people are just going, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to live my life, which is kind of, again, what I saw you doing, but a few years ahead of the pandemic. It's that sort of realisation that you actually have the power. But not everyone realises that. And a lot of people have tried and failed. But when you start to work with the lunar cycle, setting your intentions at the new moon, and then offering it all up and basically releasing it to the divine or the goddess at the full moon, your life will start to change in extraordinary ways. And I would say to anyone who's watching, you know, if you've had any, if you've tried this, if you've tried to manifest, if you've been wanting to create your life and you just can't seem to get there, one of the first things you could do is actually start to work with the with the lunar cycle so mm-hmm. set your intentions at the new moon sit down like you were talking yourself Aileen it's just important you just have to know what you want well what happens if you sit down with a pen and paper at the new moon and you say right what am I going to do this month what do I want what do I want to manifest what do I want to attract into my life what kind of commitments am I making to myself for the coming month you know you can imagine that is a super powerful exercise to do I mean, any day of the week. But doing it with the moon actually taps into something, I believe, extra special. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you need to believe in it for it to work. I believe there's a reason why women did this for millennia until it became illegal to do so and we stopped. And it will change your life. And the reason why I think the whole moon thing is just gaining more and more ground since my my book Moonology came out in 2016 and it's still in the Amazon astrology bestsellers like five Mm, years later. Yeah, And it's not just because it's a great book. I love it as a book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a lot of help from my publishers, Hay House. Um, It's because women are reading it and doing it and going, oh, my God, this actually works. Yeah, yeah, because I think it, like we we've learned about manifesting law of attraction, but working with the moon taps into something kind of tangible. You can see it in the sky. It feels like there's a greater power helping you, right? So, so to recap, set your intentions at the new moon, and then let's continue that. So, so when you get to the okay. full moon, then what happens? <laughs> so, if you want to just go through it, so yeah. set your intentions at the new moon. You know, take twenty minutes, half an hour, whatever turn the lights down, put on some beautiful music because, you know, it's about raising your vibration. Um, And I actually want to talk to you about the space clearing that you did with your Marie Kondo thing because that's really important, getting rid of all the stuff, you know. Make Mm -hmm. your altar beautiful. Make your living room where you're going to do this beautiful. Mm -hmm. Tidy up. Put some flowers. Put some oil in the diffuser, you know. Don't just, like, grab a piece of old piece of paper off the table and a pen and just scribble down your top 10 wishes like and think that's going to work it's not actually it's not about that it's about thinking right I am a powerful creatrix I am a powerful creator I have the power to shape my life so I'm going to set the scene 
and I'm going to visualize what I want. I'm going to make affirmations out of what I want. Maybe I'm going to do a vision board for a really big thing. And you just do it. It takes 20 minutes, half an hour. I do it every single month. Right. Uh, you know, and sometimes you kind of don't have that much to, you want to um, create. Some some months it's like I'm just going to do gratitude this month or, you know, I just want more and better or I just want to, you know, be healthier or whatever, do more exercise or something. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be always manifesting something. Sometimes right. it's just like I'm just so grateful for everything. Oh, that's okay, beautiful. So, you so you're that. saying you don't always have to be specific with your intentions. You can just... Well, how, well, what it are depends. You, if yeah. you've got a serious intention, be right. as specific as you can, okay. okay, and take time to visualize it, but not just on New Moon Night. Keep it, mm-hmm. you know, get a picture in your head and just visualize that at New Moon and then keep visualizing it, you know, turn it into an affirmation. So say your, affirm, say your desire is to get a new job, okay, because, you know, that's, that's a fairly common one. And uh, you just you write down, you know, my intention is to get a fantastic new job and then visualise yourself leaving the house, you know, full of bounce as you head off to work. I mean, assuming you're actually going to not work from home because everyone works from home mm-hmm. these days or, you know, visualise yourself at home on your computer in this job that's satisfying and wonderful and turn it into an affirmation as well. And an affirmation needs to be really like enthusiastic and full of life and and just sort of alive that you can say it and sort of throw your hands in the air. It's not like, oh, I love my new job. It's like, I love my new job and my new job loves me or something like that. And you just you kind of like keep put that in your consciousness there's so many other things you can do. I won't go into them, but they could do things right. with crystals and oils oh, yeah. and baths and but just they're the basics. Mm-hmm. And then at the, the the when the crescent moon appears, that's uh, about three days later, four days later, just just sort of reiterate to yourself, this is what I'm creating. And remember, you need to take action steps. it's actually the law of inspired action. It's one of the universal laws. So just say you want a new job, do your visualization, do your affirmation, but also go online and start to apply for Mm -hmm. jobs. You have to take action. Yep. Take action. Before we go on, let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can feel like an emotional roller coaster with its ups and downs. It's important to take care of yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you navigate that journey. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I really appreciate getting a third person's perspective on my life. My therapist helps me see things in a new light and it can be really helpful. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in and message your counselor anytime and schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in a waiting room like with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp also makes it easy and free to change counselors if you don't like yours, and you can cancel anytime if you don't like it. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. So consider investing in your mental well-being. Visit betterhelp.com TLL, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for the Lavender Lifestyle listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com T-L-L. And then with the lunar cycle, we get, so we get the new moon, then we get the, the crescent moon, then we get the first quarter moon, which is when the moon looks like a half moon. And that is when the moon and the sun, you will know, are at a hard angle. They're making a square to each other and there's a clash. So quite often what will come up then is a challenge. So it might be you apply for a job, but you don't get an interview, say. So it's like, do I really believe that I can manifest this? Do I really believe I've got this in me? You know, you might get a little crisis that tests you. And so then your job is to sort of push through and go, you know, yes, I believe this. The biggest killer of working with the moon like this to manifest is self-doubt. So you have to be constantly believing in yourself, okay? And then we get to the, uh, we get the, so that's about a week after the new moon. About three days later, we get what's called the gibbous moon, which is when the moon is nearly full and it gets quite bulging. Right. And you sort of like all your hopes and dreams are in the moon. And, uh, and then we get the full moon, which is sort of the emotional explosion. Mm-hmm. And that is when one thing I did when I wrote Moonology was I really sort of prayed and meditated on how to use the, the full moon because I knew about the, the new moon. I knew about the magical women through the ages who will send out their spells and their wishes. You know, here in England we've got a place called Dartmoor, which is kind of dark and mysterious and quite witchy. And on the new moon you'd often have these people out there sending out their spells and so on, um, which I'm not really a witch per se. Like I don't, I've never studied, you know, Wicca or anything like that. Um, but I was like, what, what about the full moon? I knew, I knew about the new moon. I knew about the traditions. And it came to me just because of actually time I've spent in India uh, at an ashram where I've been going to on and off for about 15 years. And it's an amazing, magical place of really like soulful retreat and, you know, nurturing right. and all about the goddess. And um, and I realized what it is, it's that the full moon, we have to give it all over to the divine. So whatever mm. hasn't manifested yet, give it over to the divine and whatever okay. has, be grateful. I see. And so then the cycle continues. Do you want me to do the, the next bit as well do you, or you want to just talk about that? Um, yeah, so if you could go through it quickly. So at the full moon, you release it, but then after you release it, what what happens before the so next moon? So you release moon? it, you release, yeah. if, if it hasn't manifested, try and think what's holding me back? What is my mm-hmm. resistance to this? Mm-hmm. And uh, try and just get rid of stuff. It's when you need to get rid of stuff that no longer mm, serves you. And I, I did want to talk about the fact that you, I saw that video about your 20s and you said at one oh, point yeah. you discovered... Um, Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. and you uh, got rid of a whole lot of stuff. I, I actually did something like that as well uh, in my 20s, and I had a woman called Karen Kingston who at the time had written a book about um, feng shui, mm-hmm. 
And uh, she emphasized the importance of getting rid of all your stuff, all the clutter in your life. And it's so important. And that's one of the reasons why I think you did that and you had that massive um, shift. It's same for me. I threw out 15 garbage bags of stuff. And I remember just looking at it from my living room, looking at the pavement and thinking, oh my God, half my <laughs> you life. Know what? I'm overdue to do that again. Cause I did that in 2015 and I got rid of like more than half of my things. And it was wow. such a big energy shift. It just felt so clean and clear. And then, you know, as the years go on, things pile up again. So I, I do feel like, you know, you have to do that every once in a while. Yeah. And I don't think that you can overemphasize the importance of doing that in Mm. terms of manifesting, whether you're doing it with the moon or Mm. anything else, you do have to release the stuff. But in monology, the full moon is a great time to do it or or just after the full moon is a really great time to do it. Letting go. What you have is you have the waxing cycle and the waning cycle. So the waxing cycle is new moon through to the full moon, which we've just talked about. It's two weeks. And that's the time to really go for it and put your foot down and chase your dreams. And then as soon as you get into the waning cycle, it's time to go, whatever hasn't manifested yet, make peace with it. And if anything's worked out for you, you know, share the information with friends and family and teach other women about how to do this. But on an energetic level, it's a great time to get rid of stuff. And actually we're, between houses right now we we're living next door to our house we're renting next door to the house we own which is being remodeled renovated and after watching your video I thought that's such a good reminder before we move home because our house is empty right now before we move home we've got all this stuff here all this stuff in storage I'm going to get a big skip out the front I'm just going (laughs) to throw the stuff that I no longer use away or I'll give it to a good home if it's nice or whatever Mm. And then I'm going to try and like have less stuff because it's so important. So at the full moon, great time to declutter just, you know, what what do I no longer need? I mean, especially now with Ukraine, any, you know, any of my son's old clothes, you know, there's no point in having them stuffing up his wardrobe. I can give them to charity. People need right. them if they're in yes. good condition and so on. Yeah. And so then you're in the waning cycle. And so the, the waxing cycle is about what's rising up. And then the waning cycle is about what's falling away. So what are you letting go? You know, what have you learned about yourself? Have you learned that maybe you're holding yourself back? Have you got some negative beliefs that you need to release? Have you got some fears? So it becomes this cycle where you kind of like you get to know yourself better. And so the disseminating moon, which is about three days after the full moon, let stuff go and share what you know. And then you get the the last quarter moon, and and that is when it, again when you might get a crisis coming up that you have to deal with, uh, but you know it's really about have you made peace with where you are in life, you know, and and can you be honest about what's holding you back, you know, just say you're trying to manifest, I don't know, a car, you know, do you think you're worthy of that car? You know, why, what do you think is holding you back? We And the funny thing is we're all getting so much more self-aware. So we're becoming more aware of what's holding us back and what mm-hmm. our issues are. And so then we move to the, the last phase astrologically of the cycle, the eighth, fa- the eighth phase, which is the balsamic moon. And that is um, one of the most 
fantastic parts of the cycle. Uh, it's, it's about three days before the new moon. And balsamic, you know, we all know, you know, balsamic vinegar in, in yeah. the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So balsamic, we know vinegar, but it actually means healing and mm. soothing. Okay. So it's a very healing and soothing time. So it's kind of like make peace with where you are, make amends, love yourself more, and just, you know, let go of any resentments or jealousies. You know, just say you've had an upset with someone that month. It's really the time to just really do that energetic clear out. And now what I also do, it's not in my book, actually. I, whenever we're going to do an, an, a second edition at some point in the near future. Um, but at the very end, you get what well, it's a non astrological phase, but it's called it's the ninth phase. It's the dark moon. It's you don't learn mm, about it in astrology right for the new moon. Yeah. And it's okay. literally at the end of the balsamic phase, but yeah. just before the new moon. Okay. Mm. And just for anyone who's into astrology and learning, the new moon takes place when the sun and the moon are on the exact same degree of the zodiac. So, for example, we just had the, I actually can't remember what degree it was. I could look in my diary. <laughs> no, but, it's okay. But, yeah, it's when it, they're you know, literally on top of each other. Exactly. So it's just mm-hmm. say it was 25 Virgo, then the moon is at 25 Virgo yeah. and the sun is at 25 Virgo. And then when you get the full moon, they're literally opposite each other. So opposite Virgo is Pisces, you know, it would be, say, if the, moon was at uh the sun was at 12 pisces then the full moon will take place when the moon hits 12 pisces so at the very end just before the moon moves right onto the same degree as the sun we get the very mysterious ninth phase the dark moon and that is like one of the most sacred spiritual feminine moments of the whole cycle and it's really I think something that we all need to start to become aware of it's when we just let it all go just mm-hmm. really it's like the last the final, chance the final let the go moon. yeah yeah so, yeah. so you're I, saying during that is it does it last one day like how long is that yeah <laughs> well the thing is in astrology because astrology as you would know is sort of like quite I mean I wouldn't say scientific but because people would jump on me for saying that, but it's got, it's got maths and it's got degrees and it's like zero degrees is the new moon and, you know, 180 degrees is the full moon. Because the ninth phase isn't really astrology, it's more like folkloric from feminine traditions, there are no hard and fast rules. From what I feel and from what I've read, but especially from what I feel, I feel it's the end of the balsamic phase, so just before the new moon. So if the new moon takes place at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, doing your night, your dark moon work, say, at 9 p.m. that night will be great. It's just at the end of the end of the waning cycle. And it's like the image I like to use um, is – you know when you've uh, you've had grapes on the vine, you know grapes are making wine or whatever, and then, you know, most of them being picked but it's now the end of summer and there are some that have just withered or maybe it's 
actually it's probably even autumn, isn't it, when they just go brown and dry and you could just like crumple them to dust in your hands. And that's kind of like what we need to sort of release at the time of the dark moon, just crumple it all away. Anything that hasn't worked out, just let it go. Yeah. I love that this cycle of manifesting, it's half manifesting and taking action. And then the other half is all about letting go and releasing. I think a lot of people forget to focus on the releasing part. (laughs) We're always focused on the goal and going for it. And we're, I think a lot of people want to take action all the time. And and you're telling us, no, (laughs) two weeks is about taking action. The other two weeks is about letting go. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that you said there which are absolutely perfect. So Mm. I think the first point to make, you know, and and again, not to keep relating it back to you, but I saw that you took some time off the podcast because you just Mm, had enough, you know, because it's really important, especially for women, to remember uh, you don't have to be on all Mm. the time. That's a huge one for us to remind ourselves. It's just a fast track to burnout. Yes. And so... By using the lunar cycle like this and working with the traditional ways, the whack, it, I, I do a joke in my workshops. I go waxing cycle on, waning cycle off. It's actually mm. from a, a karate movie. I think it's called yeah. The Karate Kid and there's yes. a guy in there who says wax yeah. on, wax off. But I say mm-hmm. waxing cycle on, waning cycle off. In other words, be on in the waxing cycle and be off in the waning cycle as much as you can be. So I think that's really important, like, and especially for women. And actually I saw you had Rebecca Campbell on your show mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Beck is a friend of mine oh. and she has, has spoken a lot about uh, when women go into their masculine. And, again, it's kind of like you have to be careful how you express it, but in a nutshell it's like you don't have to be like a warrior all the time. Sometimes right. you can be the nurturer or the nurtured, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, a question I have for people who know their moon sign, so what does it mean when the moon aligns to your moon sign? Because this is specific for each person, and you mentioned today is – what is happening for you. So what does it mean? (laughs) Okay. So basically when the moon aligns to your moon sign, you're effectively having your lunar return. So, you know, like obviously you were born, let me see, I've got your chart here. October 21st. (laughs) Let's see. Sun and Libra. So your um, sun is at 27 degrees of Libra. And by the way, it's uh, obviously, you know, your sun is conjunct Mercury, the planet of communication. Yeah. So it's no yeah. surprise that you're communicating. So the sun takes a year to go through all the 12 star signs, right? So, you know, you were born Libra, but if you'd born, been born like five days later, you would have been a Scorpio or then a month later, you'd have been a Sag or whatever. So the sun goes through all the 12 signs and then it returns to where it was when you were born. And that's why we, when we say happy birthday, we say mm-hmm. many happy returns. May the sun return to the place it was when you were born many mm-hmm. times. So by the same token, your moon, instead of taking a year to go through all the signs, it actually only takes a month, a moon. Yeah. And so when you get your lunar return, For one thing, it can be a bit more of an emotional time. So don't be surprised if your emotions come up when the, when the, your moon, uh, 
when the the moon in the sky aligns with your natal moon, the moon where it was when you were born. But also you can actually do something that's called a lunar return chart, okay? So what you do, and again, you have to kind of know a bit about astrology to do this, but you, you may know enough about this. You've been studying it for a few years. So what you can do is you can cast a chart for the exact moment that the moon returns to the place it was when you were born, to the degree of the zodiac. Excuse me. Most software programs actually have a lunar return, you know, option. And so what you do then is you, you cast that chart for where you are or where you were born and it tells you, oh, this is what you can expect in the month ahead. So, you know, if, if Mars is squaring Pluto in your lunar return chart, you know, Mars in your third house is squaring Pluto, for example, you know you're probably going to have a little bit of argy-bargy, maybe a few upsets, you know, a few dramas, and it just kind of like prepares you for what's ahead so you can try and work with it. And, you know, one thing people talk a lot about um, in uh in you know these days is living consciously and um knowing your what's coming up for the month actually helps you to live more consciously before we go on let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. life can feel like an emotional roller coaster with its ups and downs it's important to take care of yourself through all the struggles that life can bring BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you navigate that journey. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I really appreciate getting a third person's perspective on my life. My therapist helps me see things in a new light and it can be really helpful. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in and message your counselor anytime and schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in a waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp also makes it easy and free to change counselors if you don't like yours, and you can cancel anytime if you don't like it. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. So consider investing in your mental well-being. Visit betterhelp.com TLL, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for the Lavender Lifestyle listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash T-L-L. I, I just wanted to circle back to something because I, I forgot <laughs> it and I wanted to mention it. Can I just mention it, Aileen? Because yes. it's really important. So we were talking about, you know, the new moon and the full moon and you were saying everybody focuses on the new moon, mm-hmm. you know, and we're all really into setting our intentions and sending our wishes out to the universe and all that. Um, you know, that is so true. And it's something I've seen in my work over the past 20 years so much. And it's such a good point that you make that we should also not just focus only on the wishes. The full moon is like the secret ingredient Mm. that people just don't even know about. They don't realize that there's this really important relationship between setting your intentions and then offering them up to the divine. It's the secret ingredient. I just wanted to come back to that because you mentioned that and it's just so true. I see. What about lunar eclipses, solar eclipses? I heard you're not supposed to manifest during that time. So what do you do? Okay. (laughs) So I disagree with that. Oh, you do? Okay. A hundred percent. Tell me why. A hundred percent. 
The thing is, okay, so basically with eclipses, the thing is that um, what you have to do is you have to put it in historical context, okay? So just cast your mind back three or four or 500 years and just say you're a peasant tilling mm-hmm. the field, you know, mm-hmm. just turning the soil over or planting some carrots or something, and then suddenly, oh, the skies go dark and the birds stop chirping and the dogs start howling and you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? And nobody, there's no Facebook to tell you that there's going to be a total eclipse of the sun. It's just like, oh, my God, what's happening? And so people used to be obviously extremely freaked out by mm-hmm. solar eclipses when the skies went dark. Yeah. And then what they would do is that anything bad that happened afterwards, they'd blame it on that fateful day the skies went dark, you know. And so eclipses had this kind of bad reputation. But I've been studying eclipses for more than 20 years now and, you know, touch wood, I don't want to tempt fate. (laughs) Yeah. But actually they can really work for you. So when I was first learning astrology, I was actually coming out of a really toxic sort of abusive relationship and I had an eclipse on my sun at the same time as Saturn went over my Venus and I was like oh my god what's going to happen and I actually broke up with this guy but in the most explosive way in a very eclipse way eclipse energy is really powerful energy but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because Mm -hmm. it freed me up to then meet my husband so we could have right our sun and eclipses what you need to understand about them is they are um extremely powerful times but they're not to be feared for being powerful Mm -hmm. and they're very much about like whacking you back on track if you've gone off the track that your soul wanted to sort of follow this incarnation Okay, so how should we use eclipses or is it kind of the thing we should just be aware that it's happening and be aware that something big might happen? Yeah, I mean, if you know astrology, definitely have a look in your chart and see where the eclipse is hitting your chart, especially mm, so obviously yeah. because of my work with the with the new moon and the full moon, I would say, you know, like set extra powerful intentions at the time of the new moon eclipse mm-hmm. and do extra powerful release work at the time of the full moon eclipse. It's just like they're really the, the, I mean, I actually studied the work of a woman called Sophia Mason when I was first learning astrology and she talks about eclipses and new moons and the way she says it is they just turn the volume up. So one of her sort of things I just remember from one of her books was, you know, if if you find some money in your jeans pocket on a new moon, because your chart is getting triggered in some way, you might find a $10 bill. If you find some money in your pocket on a new moon eclipse, maybe you'll find $100 or $200. Do you know what I mean? It's like Yeah, so everything's amplified. Yes. I see, I see. So you recommend doing the same thing, setting intentions and doing just everything the same is just knowing that it's more powerful during eclipse time yeah and so like say for example what you do at the full moon eclipse because at the Mm -hmm. new moon eclipse we know we can sit down we can set our intentions we can do our visualizations we can do our affirmations get clear on what we we want and make our commitments to ourselves about the inspired action we're going to take over the course of the next two weeks but what about the full moon like meditate 
that can be a beautiful thing to do. Like back in the days when I was single, I would get up. If, if the full moon was taking place, especially if it was an eclipse at yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning, I'd get up and I'd just meditate. And you I know, see. I, now I suggest writing a forgiveness list. It's so, mm. like forgiveness. You know, we're talking about Marie Kondo yeah. and clearing out. Well, yeah. forgiveness is like energetic clearing out of I your love body. That. Yeah, very important. Yeah, and so do forgiveness lists. Look at what you're not releasing, what you need to release. Mm-hmm. And also I am a huge fan of chanting and it's more and more people are starting to get into it. I learned about it in India. And, you know, if you if you like a bit of chanting, I think it's becoming more popular because of yoga and people have come to know it through yoga. Just sit quietly and just chant you know you can just mm-hmm. chant om or you can just chant om shakti which is to the goddess mm-hmm. can you know in my in my moonology books i've got all the different chants you can do because i know people are getting more and more into it in, in the diaries so yeah. just so you know, what does chanting like what's the value what does it add when you're doing this? okay so i think that chanting is extremely powerful because it uses your voice Mm. and that activates your throat chakra Mm -hmm. and that's your will. So Mm -hmm. you're aligning your will. If you're chanting to the divine, you're aligning your will to your divine self or to the divine or to your higher self or whatever you want to call it. It's, um, It's not something that, you know, the heavens need us to do but it's something that helps us connect to our divine self and yeah. it's super powerful. I, in the pandemic I did chanting. I think I did it, I think in the end we did it for a year, a bit on and off at times, of chanting to goddess Kali mm. who is uh, an Indian, a Hindu goddess, who's um, the goddess of destruction but she's also the goddess of uh, epidemics and pandemics. So we chanted mm. to her and during the period of the pandemic, um, I don't know how you were, I was kind of okay for about the first year when I was doing all this chanting and then kind of went actually went on holidays and I got out of it and then I came back home and I didn't start it again and I really went down and mm. I always thought it was that chanting that connected yeah. me I think it raises that. your vibration it, yeah, I, so I recently much. did a podcast about sound healing and I, I am a strong believer that your voice has so much power like we we can manifest sound through our voice like this is creation right now me just making sound through my voice and we forget that we are creating every day and so so yes I, I totally believe in that and I'm we're I'm so on the same that. page obviously. yes 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 we are okay um so I think you shared a lot of actionable advice in terms of like how we can utilize the moon is what you shared. I mean, that that's like a basic level, but I'm curious, what do you do? Do you do this or do you have something else that you do like specific rituals with the moon? Like what else can we do? <laughs> so, okay. So the thing is that I'm a wife and mother. My <laughs> son is 15 and you know, at school and we're busy like everybody. I'm a writer. I'm super busy like everybody. Mm. And what has been amazing for me is I do new moon ceremonies and full moon ceremonies on Mm. Facebook and Instagram Uh, every month. And I've done them for uh, years now. 
And it just keeps me on track. Like if I wasn't doing them, I know that one month out of two I'd go, oh, gosh, is that the time? I haven't finished that deadline. I've got to do this. I've got to run my kid here, do that, whatever. Mm. So I do that. And so I turn up for people and I do the ceremonies and we do them together and it keeps me on track. Mm. So I would say to anybody who's listening who's like, you know, oh, yeah, I could do that, get together with your girlfriends, you know, Mm. and say, once a month we're going to do a new moon ceremony or once a month we're going to do a full moon ceremony. I like to do when I'm doing the full moon ceremony, I actually do stuff that I was taught in India for full moon, which is getting a little fire pit and uh, chanting into the fire pit. But if you can involve friends, that really helps you because it it's too easy to go, oh, full moon, damn, I forgot to do my full moon ceremony again, you know, like, do stuff with friends, keep yourself accountable, come and find me on social media. Right. You know, that we'll link your ceremonies to this podcast. Yeah. It's so powerful to do it and so easy not to. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things that I do, um, one thing I'm doing a lot of right now is getting my headphones and getting solfeggio frequencies. Do you know solfeggio frequencies? Yeah. And so they're the, if you want to search them on YouTube, you just look up like, you know, solfeggio frequencies and it will come with an HZ and there are various numbers for various things. Right. Yeah. And so that's how I'm meditating at the moment. And I'm finding that really powerful. And we were talking about raising your vibration. Right. So I find that really vibration raising. Mm-hmm. And I'm just listening to them all the time now. If I'm in the car, I just say, Siri, play solfeggio frequencies. And or you're talking kitchen, about uh, like those audios that are just one frequency? It's not music? No, right? I, tend to, or... I tend to go for the beautiful music. Okay. And okay. It's, rich, it, it's, it's actually slightly it's adjusted. Oh, yeah, it's okay. not like it's, it's slightly different to um, regular music and the right. tones uh you just if you just put in yeah you know, have to look it up and listen. Frequency, if you just go on youtube there's mm-hmm. more than you could ever listen to in one lifetime and so they are really good mm-hmm. um i do another thing i think is really powerful when you're going through a difficult time especially i don't i'm not doing it at the moment thank god touch wood everything seems to be okay right now um But, you know, especially when I'm going through a difficult time, um, what I'll do as well is I'll do my meditation or a bit of yoga, a bit of stretching, something like that. And then what I do is I get my cards, my Moonology Oracle cards, Mm -hmm. um, which I've got here. I hope hopefully I do have a deck. I do have one. Oh, good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll do a a daily card and Mm. I'll write it in an exercise book. I don't have it on my desk right now, but I write it in the same thing and I write the question and the date and I just see what I get and I just sort of let it inform me, you know, and I follow it. Like I feel like if you're going to do this, you have to take it seriously. You can't Mm -hmm. just ask the question and then go, oh, well, don't like that, never mind, you know. So like let that influence you. Okay. And, and the other one other thing I do when if I'm really upset about something is I this might be a little bit specific, but I'll just tell you because you asked me. Um, okay. When I was in India, I got this little square piece of metal with a beautiful sacred symbol on it called a Sri Yantra. You can buy them online, 
And if I'm really upset about something, I'll get some, like you could just get some ash or some what's called kumkum, which is this the stuff that they use in India to put on their third eye, which I mm-hmm. happen to have some of, or you could, you could probably even just, I'm not else what, sure what else you could use. You, you Maybe you don't even need that, but I just wash it and wash it and wash it in a bowl of water, just sitting there quietly. I I get the, the little metal thing and I put the kumkum on and I just put it like that, rub it in, and then I put a bit of water and I rub it. I just wash it and wash it and wash it to wash away what I'm going through to deal with my feelings. It's not about spiritual bypassing. It's not wash it away. It's help me deal it's with this, help me move through my emotions. And it's a visual thing that you can do, physical yeah, and tangible. It's, and it's really powerful. I uh, see. And I'm sure people could find, you know, you could probably even just use a plate, you know, mm. just a small saucer with a, in a big bowl of water and just with the intention of just washing it all away and you know a little bit of acceptance as you do it it's a bit like the full moon work when you kind of do your forgiveness list or you do your release work it's not about just wishing it away it's about accepting it and processing it you know at the full moon remember all our emotions come up that's why everyone goes crazy at full moon Mm -hmm. so you've got all your emotions at on the surface so you deal with them and you know I do that as well that's one of the things I do when I'm really upset is to just wash it away and just try and accept it and 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 let it go right and what is your advice for people who have you know you set your intention at the new moon maybe you go through a whole cycle and you realize okay it has not manifested or or I I feel like that happens often like do you suggest setting the same intention again and and even so I, I feel like people will feel like a little dejected if the last cycle didn't move forward. So, yeah. So I honestly think you keep asking for it until you no longer feel the need to ask for it. So Mm -hmm. one of the best examples I had of this was our house next door. And we found the house in February I was like, oh, finally found the house. It had, it was exactly what we wanted in the place we wanted. It even had sort of the right number because I'm a little bit funny about the number of the house and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and we made a, an offer on the house and it got accepted. I was like, amazing. And then um, it was all sort of going ahead. And then there were one or two issues like questions about was there something funny with the roof? And anyway, so I, I kept manifest. I kept making my wish at new moon and then at full moon offering it up to the divine and then the owner who was 96 and had lived here for lived there for 57 years passed away and so we'd made our offer it had been accepted he passed away good old Seamus very Mm. cute man and in England where I am when that happens it's something called probate it goes into probate which means that it can't be sold can't because the house. Oh. all the all Seamus's debts or whatever have to be resolved mm-hmm. before the sale can continue. Mm-hmm. It basically took us nine months to buy the house. So every month I'd be like, I want this house. If there's something better, I'm open to it. Let mm-hmm. the divine guide me. And we'd go and see other houses and so on and so forth. And the result was that over the period of nine months, it's like we had found this house, but I wasn't sure. And the 
it was like it was put on hold for us. And we got a chance to look at lots of different other places while this place was on hold because nobody could buy it once it was in probate. No one could gazump us once it was in probate. And also, just because of the way it worked out, literally when we finally got the house, uh, and I think it was September, is that is that nine months after January? It was literally the best time for us financially to have got the house. So it all worked out really well. So I just kept mm-hmm. wishing for it, kept right. my mind open, kept my eyes open for signs because mm-hmm. that's really important. And surrendered it every full moon, just like whatever whatever's best for me and my family, I surrender it to the divine. You know, it's so important to do that at the full moon. But I will just put a little caveat on this. I once got an email from someone who said that he had been um, actually doing what's called a novena, which is a kind of a Catholic prayer that you can do for nine nights in a row. And uh, he'd been doing this novena for something like, I don't know, a thousand nights or something, and and the girls still didn't love him. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to be careful, you know, when you're exactly. You're How do you know get, when to let go? Yeah, and you yeah. also have to like know what is within and without of your control. Like right. buying a house, it's fine to to offer it up, but with a person, if you know, three years later they still don't want anything to do with you, you know, you have to yeah. have. There's a bit of wisdom required. Let's put it like right. that. Right, right. <laughs> I see. Okay. Um, do you have any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? I do. I would like to say to all the, everyone listening and especially the women, because, mm-hmm. you know, the They're men are doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Women, we have these amazing powers within us and we are powerful powerful beings and the best things we can do for ourselves for our mothers our fathers our sisters our brothers our children our friends is to step into our power and not be afraid of our powers because we were made to be afraid of our powers but we can change lives you know so if you're hearing this calling and you're thinking I kind of know that I have this ability explore it Mm. that's what I would say thank you so much for sharing um and lastly where can we find you online Yasmin so I do love a bit of Facebook you can find me on there under Yasmin Boland um on Instagram I'm planet Yasmin Boland and uh I have a little YouTube channel but I don't pay that much attention I'm bit I should pay attention to your the way you're doing it uh, and my website's yasminbolan.com and my book is Moonology. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, everybody. I'll link all of her links down below in the show notes. And yes, thank you. Thank you, Aileen. Thanks so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also subscribe to our podcast YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lifestyle. Lastly, follow me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender for more content on creating your dream life. Sending you so much love. Bye.